This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming up on Two-Faced Wrestling Talk. We preview Hell in a Cell, including what matches we are looking forward to, as well as Rafael Esparza's betting odds for the pay-per-view. We also look forward to a big weekend in New Japan Pro Wrestling as Kenny Omega will defend the title at Road to Destruction. The Ring of Honor champ defended his belt on ROH TV in an Iron Man match against the Octopus. And we take your questions next. WrestlingInc.com brings you two-faced wrestling talk. The podcast that goes beyond WWE and goes in-depth on ROH, NJPW, Impact, and more. Also featuring fun pop culture and wrestling crossovers, listener Q&As, and extended discussions about wrestling topics past, present, and future. Now, here's your host, Kelsey. Hi, and welcome to Two-Face Wrestling Talk. Man, it's been a great week, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Paul. And before we dive into the great week, we want to thank uh, our friends at St. Arnold for the beginning of the week, right after Monday Night Raw. We had a little get-together at a local bar here in New Orleans, Old Saint, and then moved it over to St. Lawrence, and we want to thank both of them for hosting us. Great bartender at Old Saint for taking care of us, and, uh, of course, Cal, our local rep from St. Arnold here in Louisiana, and uh, it was a fun night. Having a few uh, delicious St. Arnold's. You had the Raspberry AF for the first time. And it was flipping delicious. <laughs> Very sour, and I love sour beers. So if you're a fan, check that out if you're in Louisiana or Texas. It's super delicious, I promise. Where can everybody find us, Kelsey? Well, everyone can find us on Twitter at TwoFacedPod. That's T-W-O-F-A-C-E-D-P-O-D. But also if you go to TwoFacedPod.com, same spelling, you could find all the different audio platforms to listen to us on, and you could find the link to Wrestling Inc.'s YouTube channel. Also, don't forget, WrestlingInc.com also carries our podcast since that's our website host. So check us out on there, too. And you can also follow me on Twitter at SuperKickingIt. Usually I put up a poll about what T-shirt I'm wearing, but this week, since we went to Monday Night Raw, and we'll be talking about that a little bit later, I'm wearing my Voodios, uh New Orleans-themed shirt. It actually says Voodios, like voodoo, because <laughs> that's what we're... One of the things we're known for in New Orleans. That and potholes. 
<laughs> and music and food. <laughs> and food and food should be number one. Though. And rain. <laughs> A lot of rain. Lately. I guess. I guess rain. <laughs> but it's time to give our opinions on the latest wrestling news, shows, and developments. It's time for headlines. We will start with Monday Night Raw, which was right here in New Orleans at the Smoothie King Center. We were there. We had good seats. We had a good view. Unfortunately, eh, the show, eh. It was terrible. (laughs) I don't care. I'm not going to shy away from saying it. I didn't think it was entertaining at all. But halfway, not even halfway through, it was 8.30, I remember. I look at my phone. I'm like, oh, my God, it's only 8.30. (laughs) What's happening? That's when I went to get more beer. Well, and (laughs) and it didn't help that we had just gone to All In. So, so you come off all in, you go to Monday Night Raw, the crowd level was not the same. Look, it's the week of a pay-per-view, so that show is always not great anyways, but this was extraordinarily not good. I mean, there were a lot of video packages, a lot of on-camera stuff, not a lot of great matches. We'll hit on the few highlights, but about a third of the way, maybe halfway through the show, you uttered this line, and I think it summed it up best. Yeah, I said... Man, this is like just having the finest steak you could have, and then immediately, like the next day, having just an okay hamburger. So that's exactly what it was like going to All In and then going to this Raw like less than a week later. Um, Man, uh, uh. it was okay. Like there were some highlights like you said, but um, you hit the nail on the head. It was like one long video package. It felt like we were sitting through multiple packages over and over again all night. And it was just like, where's the content we came to see? We came to see some action in the ring, and there really, it was few and far between. Well, and the crowd wasn't into it at all. And plus, I'll give you a little inside tip. If you've not been to a WWE show in a town that's not a great wrestling town, which New Orleans is not, we've talked about that. it's not. They hide it pretty well on TV. It looked like a great crowd. We can tell you, the entire third level was curtained off. The side that the cameras are shooting from towards the action may be half full. That's generous. And and you got to remember, there's a whole section that they corner off just for the cameras. So it might have looked like a decent crowd on TV, but it really wasn't. And boy, it was dead for much of the night. It was. There was a few points in the evening that there was loud pops, like Ronda Rousey. Of course, she got a great ovation. Finn Balor coming out. That was great, like usual. But, um... Yeah, New Orleans isn't the best wrestling town, and obviously WWE knows this. They didn't even give us a dark match, which (laughs) is the second time in recent past that they haven't done a dark match in New Orleans. Uh, They just said, we hope to be back soon. And, I don't know, that's kind of a jip, I think. Because if you're going to have a show basically filled with video and commercial breaks, at least give us something afterwards to reward us. But no, they must know that it's not their best town. Well, and especially because they had advertised locally, and I thought they advertised it on the broadcast, I might be wrong, that the main event was going to be a six-man tag. The Shield versus Ziggler, Braun, and McIntyre. Well, Ziggler and McIntyre ended up wrestling the B-team earlier in the mat, or earlier in the night. The Shield was thrown out of the building. So... You know, obviously we had the Braun-Roman confrontation at the end. But, yeah, we we normally get a match after the show goes off the air. We didn't even get that. So, yeah, it wasn't uh, – it was one of the worst Raws. I, I've been to a lot of Raws, a lot of SmackDowns. I think out of many of the TV shows I've been to, it was, 
It was probably one of the worst one or two. It's a good thing that our seats weren't that expensive because it was not really <laughs> worth paying a lot of money for if you did happen to do so. But, um, yeah, WWE actually grades towns they go to, and New Orleans is not graded very highly. In fact, Lafayette is graded above us. They don't do, like, minuses. Like, they don't do a B minus, B, and B plus. They do a B, B plus, A, A plus, and they also do a C. We're like a B town. Not very popular with wrestling. Uh, Lafayette's ahead of us, so. Yeah, well, you saw it on SmackDown. Much better energy in the crowd uh, on SmackDown. But we'll talk about a couple things on Raw. Uh, Really, to me, only two good matches. The Ronda uh, Rousey-Natalia tag team match I thought was decent. And then the Finn Balor-Elias match was pretty good. Um, Those are the two. I thought the exact same (laughs) thing. I think those were the two worthwhile moments all night. And then there were two on-mic segments that were probably the highlights. Triple H was great, like usual. He's one of the best on the mic, you know, of all time. So there's no doubt that that was great. But again, he's just kind of talking about what happened last week in preparation for what's about to happen in a few weeks with that pay-per-view in Australia. So to me, it kind of sucks that, like, you know, anything he said wasn't relevant for that night. Right. And so us as the audience there live, that's who lost out. But people at home, I'm sure, enjoyed the promo because he's a very good talker. And then McFoley coming out later and having the interaction with Elias. I thought that was really good. That was good. And, of course, Elias had some great insults towards New Orleans. I know you loved it. Talk about that. <laughs> oh, oh, it made me laugh because he says, oh, this crowd seems kind of out of it, kind of lost. Is it is it because the Saints lost yesterday? Mm-hmm. Of course, that got a big reaction. And then he said, he said, I'm good friends with Drew Brees, and Drew Brees can't wait to get out of this town and wait for this season to be over it's already over the season's over so that was good stuff so elias brought it entertainment wise uh and we mentioned the other stuff i want to come around to we were comparing things to all in a little bit Mm -hmm. that finn balor elias match to me was the best match on the card yeah would that even crack the all-in card no i say i say maybe early in the show i guess like if you're looking at the along the lines of Cross versus MJF. Yeah, that's maybe. what I'm thinking. But that was a... I don't, I don't know. I guess I could see your point now that if we're talking about like the opening match. But every other match on the card, though, besides that MJF match, was amazing. Right. And I still enjoyed MJF match because I love MJF. Well, I'm not even saying in comparison to... You're just something saying, from like, all in the need, match. Something from All In needs to get bumped. I'm just saying, if you're going through an entire three-hour Raw, and there's only one match that you can even put into the discussion yeah. of being on all in that's, that's i guess it's the only one I that's mean, the yeah. only one and that's not a good indication of the quality of raw no it's not <laughs> no. but that's even questionable that i would even put that right. match though right and i love elias it's just you know it was just a a raw match right exactly whereas um, raw matches back in the day used to be a lot more excited like i remember i was talking about this just a few days ago with somebody there was this great Benoit versus Angle match on Monday Night Raw back in what, God, what year was it? 2002, maybe? Maybe 2001. It, and it was, you know, a cage match. And Kurt Angle does this moonsault from the top of the cage, and it's flipping incredible. And this was just a random Monday Night Raw. And this was just one instance of a great match, you know, in a string of many during Monday Night Raw. I feel like we don't have that as much these days, and I don't know why. Then we watched SmackDown on Tuesday night. As we mentioned, that was from Lafayette. Much better crowd energy. Um, The Cajun Dome is always a good site for WWE, even the week of a pay-per-view. Not a lot happening on the show. Most noteworthy, Rusev Day 
beats the bar, so they will face the New Day at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Nice that Rusev gets a tag team or a title match, but it just doesn't excite me because Aiden English doesn't excite me all that much. I mean, look, even though I kind of liked the gimmick when he came into WWE as the Vaude Villains, that was more about the gimmick. Even the wrestling never got me excited. So I'm not really excited about that, but that was the most noteworthy thing on SmackDown. We we both love, though, Samoa Joe's story time. How good was that? Not only was his promo amazing because he's so convincing, one of the best on the mic that there is in WWE, but the editing was really cool. I loved the animation on the video to make it look like it was a storybook. Mm-hmm. Perfectly done. You know, that's one of the things they do so well is the video packages, and obviously that was a pre-edited video package to have all that, uh, you know, video effects on there. But I loved it. Great storytelling. And that's like the one match I'm really, really looking forward to at Hell in a Cell. Absolutely, and that uh, leads us into Hell in a Cell. And, yeah, we said it on the show before. It'd be great if that was one of the Hell in a Cell matches because I think it would be incredible, but I think it's going to be incredible otherwise. But let's talk about the two Hell in a Cell matches Hardy versus Orton, uh, do you like that as a Hell in a Cell match? And mm. what, do you, what are your thoughts about it? I really don't have many thoughts on it. It just <laughs> is. I don't know. It's unique in terms of who's going to be in a Hell in a Cell. Like, you know, I don't think Hardy's been in another one mm. at I all. Know. I think this is his first one. If I'm wrong, that's fine. You guys can tell me on Twitter. That's <laughs> well, okay. And Orton has been such a good heel. Orton's always been yeah. a great heel, um, especially when he's invested in the story or invested in what's going on. So I'm sure it'll be fine. But like I said, to me, Joe and AJ is where it's at. That's mm-hmm. where it's at for me. Yep. It, you know, on this pay-per-view coming up. And then what about the other hell in a cell match? Roman reigns against Braun. <laughs> you had to have me do it at least once. <laughs> yeah. I, guess. I had to rotate the Braun picture in from WrestleMania too. Yeah. If you guys are listening on audio platforms, we're referring to, we've got this awesome banner from WrestleMania that we're hanging all up in the um, convention center during WrestleMania access. And this one is of Braun. And, uh, yeah, he's a coworker kind of, gave it to me. kind of frightening me over my shoulder. He yeah, might he, leap out of the banner and kill me. He looks very serious. <laughs> I love Braun Strowman, so I'm looking forward to that, but I know that Roman will probably retain. Yeah, of course. you think so? Come on, yeah. Let's get how, right how, in. How so? How do you think he wins? Does he win clean? Does or does the Shield, Shield get involved? Shield gets involved, I guess. Okay. Or, uh... I don't, I don't know. I haven't given it much thought, to be honest with you. I keep falling asleep. If I wasn't at Raw, I probably would have fell asleep during it. Uh, other than that, the pay-per-view, uh, Hell in a Cell matches, uh, the two women's matches, Becky versus Charlotte, seems like it'll be a good match, and then the Ronda Rousey-Alexa Bliss, which leads us into our betting odds from our good friend at Rafael Esparza from mybookie.ag. And remember to use, you know, you can open up a an account, with mybookie.ag, use the promo code KICKIT, and that is uh, the promo for our show, and uh, you'll get in and get a chance to get in on the betting action. And support our show at the same time. So if you are kind of like me, where you've been a little struggling with storylines in WWE, make it more interesting for yourself if you're going to watch Hell in a Cell. Bet on the matches. That's what I would do. Use the (laughs) promo code KICKIT and help us out as well. That'd be awesome. He uh, gave us the... Five lines of the five matches we actually talked about are four of them. And then the other one, uh, the Mixed Match SmackDown Tag Team Championship. First off, the Mixed Match SmackDown Tag Team Match between Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. He's got Bryan and Bella as huge favorites. I guess that wouldn't surprise you, huh? No, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Even though Brie has been kind of sloppy in the ring the last couple weeks. 
It is what it is. <laughs> uh, SmackDown uh, Hell in a Cell. He's got Randy Orton as the favorite over Jeff Hardy at minus 200. Mm, I don't know. I guess it's a little surprising. I thought, you know, Hardy might pull out the feel-good win. Yeah. But, uh, kind of like the redemption after being attacked all these weeks from Randy Orton. Yeah, that's what I would think. But I don't know. Right. Raphael's pretty good with his odds, so we'll see. Yeah, well, there you go. You can put some money down on the underdog, though. Uh, women's championship match, a decided favorite, biggest favorite on the board. He's got Ronda Rousey at minus 650. Any chance Alexa Bliss wins? I don't think so. I'm with <laughs> Raphael on this. Yeah. Uh, I'm really thinking Rousey's going to have the win for sure. Uh, SmackDown Men's Championship, AJ Styles, minus 140, Samoa Joe, plus 100. So a slight favorite to AJ Styles. Mm. What do you think? I guess I could see it. I, th- I, th- I think I'd put my money on Samoa Joe. I think the time has come for Samoa Joe. AJ's had the t- title for a long time he now. He really has. I mean, a really long time. So it's uh, maybe time for a title you change. You should bet that. Yeah, I will. Since I'm, he's a slight underdog. I, I very well might. And then finally, uh, he's got Roman Reigns as a big favorite, minus 300. Braun Strowman, the underdog at 220. Like you said, that's how you figure things will shake down with Roman retaining the Universal Championship. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm most sure of. <laughs> Next up in WWE's black and gold brand, NXT. We're catching up on the last couple weeks, and they're setting up the first-ever champion versus champion match. Ricochet, the North American champion, against Pete Dunn, the U.K. champ. I'm really looking forward to this match. I think, you know, you're talking about two of your best talents, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top, and if Pete Dunn loses the U.K. title, how that would work out. Uh, uh, Adam Cole's already said... Whoever is the North American champ, he's coming for his uh, his rematch. So he's he's going to cash in his chance at the goal. Well, I'd like to see Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole. So yeah, that's that, pretty cool. Yeah, that would be good too. But would they allow him to have both titles? I don't know. Wouldn't wouldn't think so. Would no, you? I yeah, especially because so. they're so high on Ricochet, rightfully so. Obviously, uh, Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, that was last week. Uh, great match. Um, Gargano's starting to show some cracks like he's fighting demons, and that's something you saw kind of coming in the pay-per-view. Yeah, when we watched TakeOver, you know, his logo kind of looked like Venom, bad guy from Spider-Man. And, um, yeah, I really think he's kind of showing a darker side, which is interesting because, you know, I don't know, it's very psychological. You know, you look at someone's not just a pure good guy, Mm -hmm. which, you know, in most cases in real life, people aren't just totally good or totally bad there's shades of gray and i love when they bring that into wrestling because it's it's very much kind of realistic and mirrors real life so i and, like that and the crowd seemingly starting to turn on gargano a little bit uh meanwhile his former partner tomaso champa has theme music now i thought the theme music was decent but did he need theme music this is a huge mistake in my opinion of course they have to backtrack the one unique thing they got going. <laughs> they made a statement. They're like, we're not going to have him have theme music. He's like a true great heel coming out just to booze. And it was working so well and awesome. Why did they change that? They could have gone with that for a lot longer. To me, I don't know. Not that the music's bad, but it was just so unique. Yeah. And really kind of nobody else is doing that in wrestling. And it fit his personality so well. It did. And <laughs> he kind of just shined coming out with no music i don't know Uh, missed opportunity to keep something that was really really special that nobody else was doing 
main event on television this week was Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair as they try to position as the next contender. Uh, obviously, Shayna Baszler is going to get a rematch versus Kyrie Sane, it seems like, at Evolution. But Nikki Cross, again, she is one of my favorites. She plays the crazy person so well. <laughs> and I was talking about another crazy character when mm. we were at Raw on Monday, so I'm going to put you on the spot now. Who plays crazy better, Nikki Cross or Alicia Fox? I think Alicia Fox, because you really think she might be crazy, because <laughs> she just does the weirdest stuff. I mean, I'm sure she's the nicest person in her life is the funniest part, but just the way she carries herself, she really seems crazy, and I think that's my pick, yeah. I think Nikki Cross could be legit crazy, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe we'll put that as a poll this weekend and see who, <laughs> ask our fans who uh, who is legit crazy. Well, let's sh- shift gears to Ring of Honor television, and uh, one of our favorites made an appearance uh, last week, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it, Jeff Cobb. Making Jeff his Cobb! Appearance. I love him. God, he's so great. We saw him in PWG. Um, we actually saw him from afar. We weren't there live, but, you know, on the latest New Japan show, when they were in America, that was great, too. I don't know. I love him. And we saw him at WrestleCon. That's what I was going to say. I had, I had a chance to talk to him after the show. Could not be a nicer guy. Although he came in and disrupted the top prospects tournament. Uh, this past week, uh, at the end of the match between uh, Kazarian and Mark Briscoe, Jay Briscoe gets involved, then SCU comes down, then Punishment Martinez comes and helps out the Briscoes. So Punishment seemingly aligning with the Briscoes a little bit. Is that a good move for him? I do think it's a good move because, you know, it was kind of uncharacteristic that the Briscoes actually had so much heat. A lot of times, even though they are heels, they get cheered because um, they're just such great wrestlers and everyone knows that. But at All In, they were totally not the favorites. And right. that's just because SCU is so over right now, understandably so. So I think it's a good thing for Punishment to be aligned with them. They've got such a great reputation for being great wrestlers. I don't think they'll necessarily get cheered because, again, they're going up against crowd favorites, SCU, who are so popular right now. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's good for Punishment in general to keep him at a higher level because his wrestling's great, but uh, and I think his character's great too. But uh, I think the more popular wrestlers are the Briscoes, so to be aligned with more popular wrestlers, I think that'll help punishment. Looks like they're setting up some either maybe a six man tag match at the pay per view in a couple weeks, or maybe SCU goes against the Briscoes again from, from all in, and maybe. Christopher Daniels goes against Punishment for the uh, TV title. We'll see what Ooh, happens. That'd be great. I'd love to see that. And then finally on this week's TV, great Iron Man match between Jay Lethal and the Octopus, uh, Jonathan Grisham. The last five minutes of regulation in this mm-hmm. match and then the additional five minutes was so good. Yeah, and even before that, like when they were trading chops, yeah. holding you know each other's wrist, that was so cool. Chop, chop, chop. It felt like it went on for two minutes yeah. straight. Yeah, that was, was awesome. That was one of my favorite parts of the whole match. And then I love, you don't really see it go all the way to the end like that. You know, I can't remember when it's happened recently. So that was awesome. And then I loved how Jonathan Gresham was like, come on, I didn't come all this way. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's extend this match. And then Lethal just says, five more minutes. Let's go. <laughs> Awesome. Powerful. Great match. I think this brings up a great point, actually. Ring of Honor is so good at putting great wrestling on a pedestal. And, you know, Jonathan Gresham might not be the most over wrestler in terms of 
having a character that's really compelling, but what he is good at is wrestling. He's a great wrestler, and ROH is great at highlighting great wrestlers. And so this is just, this match was an example of what they do the best, I think, out of anybody else, besides New Japan, which they're partnered with, obviously. So I really enjoyed seeing that. Well, and the other thing I brought up to you during the match was uh, the smaller crowd of 2000 that's really into it can be better than the big arena where we saw Raw, where the crowd's not into it at all. You get a smaller show like that Ring of Honor at center stage in front of a couple thousand or NXT even with the great crowds. It makes such a difference when it's a good match and the crowd is so into it. And Gresham, you know, was over because it was in Atlanta. Um, he kind of reminds me of a a lighter version of Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, as far as all the uh, the moves and and you know the well he's the octopus. You know? so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Uh, what a difference uh, Ring of Honor does. I mean, just this week in that match compared to what. Raw did for three hours. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't go to Raw and see a match like that. They wouldn't put Gresham in a 30-minute Iron Man match. They would be like, oh, he's nobody. He's not a star. But in Ring of Honor, you know, nobody feels like that, in my opinion. Everybody has a place. And the wrestling quality is pretty high, you know, throughout the whole card. So that's what I love about Ring of Honor, and that's why I'm a huge fan of the promotion. And, you know, people like Gresham have a chance to shine. It's great. Now we'll go... uh across the Pacific Ocean to New Japan, and we haven't talked about New Japan in a couple of weeks, basically since the G1. Uh, a couple of big shows coming up this week, and I know you're excited that we're actually back to talking New Japan. <laughs> I am, because we haven't in a while, but now, you know, things are speeding up, things are happening, things are moving, and the thing I'm most looking forward to, well, actually, there's a few, Omega versus Ishii, that should be awesome, that's going to be on September 15th, and then, really, you know, my boy, we haven't talked about him in so long, it feels so unnatural and wrong, <laughs> Suzuki, I've missed you, Kazaninere, we're going to get to see him go against Naito. And they've had some great matches. Oh, God, past. yeah. Both these matchups have had a great history. Like Omega and Ishii. If we go back to when New Japan came to Long Beach, that Ishii versus Omega match oh, blew my gosh, mind where right. he bit the rope. Yep. God, that was so good. <laughs> I can't wait to see them again. And, of course, in the G1 this year, we saw a great performance between the two of them again. Mm-hmm. And brutal, remember? Yeah. Omega was bleeding everywhere. Oh, yeah. Busted open his lip, and it was a mess. <laughs> Can't wait. What's going to happen in this match? It's going to be great. That's all I know. Well, and they're starting to look forward to the end of the month. Uh, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Uh, there's already some matches announced. Juice versus Cody for the IWGP US title. And? And I'm excited because Cody is now the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. I'm so excited he's going to be carrying his belt down to the ring. He said he's going to be a traveling champion. He's going to carry that title everywhere he goes with him. Uh, He's been on NWA's YouTube channel, 10 Pounds of Gold, saying that he's going to carry it everywhere. So, guys, keep up with the YouTube channel if you don't know. Cody's made some statements since he's won it all in. Can't wait to see him carry that uh, title down. And you know what? Someone who kind of reminds me of an old-school wrestler is Juice Robinson. And I say that because his promos he cuts kind of remind me of, like, an old-school style of promo. He's just so good on the mic. So I can't wait for the build to this to kind of ramp up and we see more interaction between Juice and Cody. I think it's going to be really great, and I'm sure they're going to tease it on NWA's YouTube channel, 10 Pounds of Gold. I'm sure Lagan is going to put together some great stuff. So there. will it be title versus title? That's something I don't know. 
I don't think so, but you never know. That'd be kind of unique. And New Japan really, really takes title versus title matches very seriously. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but that would make things quite interesting. But even if it's not, I think it's interesting regardless. Also on that show, it's been announced the Young Bucks are going to take on the Firing Squad. Storyline, storyline, storyline. That's going to be pretty interesting stuff developing. Can't wait. Can't wait to see that match, and we'll talk more about it uh, the week of the show. And then Skrull versus Osprey in the Junior Heavyweight Tourney semifinals. The other semifinal is going to be Kushida versus Bushi on the 23rd. Also that night, Tanahashi is going to take on Okada. Yep, so it's ramping up, and I'm excited (laughs) because I miss my New Japan Pro Wrestling. Skrull versus Osprey is interesting because uh, you interviewed Marty Skrull at Ring of Honor, and he kind of was uh, blasting Osprey because Osprey had heavyweight aspirations. But here we but, go again. But that's funny, you know, because then Skrull just faced Okada, and the whole idea of it was the well, heavyweight he could be thing. The heavyweight, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of funny, and we'll play it for you right now. You know, I spent my whole entire career with a massive chip on my shoulder and it's been really getting to me lately how people seem to be downgraded the junior heavyweights like wrestlers saying they want to upgrade or move up to the heavyweight division i just think don't don't speak about the junior weight division like that do you know what i mean like i as a kid that's what got me into japanese wrestling was watching guys like Justin Van der Liger, one of my heroes, putting on these amazing matches, doing stuff that heavyweights can't do. So I feel like you really downplay the junior heavyweights when we've got Will Ospreay as the champion going around saying, oh, I want to put weight on so I could be a heavyweight. It's like, F you, Will Ospreay. Like, I'm proud to be a junior heavyweight. I'll, you know, he's got that belt right now, but I want to take that belt and I want to represent that division. You know what I mean? Because I don't think he's doing a good job. So, you know, I tried last week. Didn't really go in my favor. But... We did, what we did do is we stole the show. No one could follow us. Do you know what I mean? Like, they had no chance. And we, we're, we're putting the junior heavyweights back on the map. And if Will Ospreay doesn't want to do it, then I will, you know. So, no, I was very – I was proud of that match because, like I said, you know, we weren't we, – we weren't put in a spot to be highlighted. We weren't supposed to steal the show, but we did it. So, you know, I could only be, you know, grateful for the amazing, you know, response from the audience and Dave Meltzer for the five stars. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of ironic that – Skrull was putting Osprey on blast after what we just saw it all in, like I said before. <laughs> but uh, great catching up with Marty Skrull. Awesome talking to him. And I cannot wait to see them meet because they've they've done magic in the ring. That night that they had the match in New Japan, that was the best match on the card that night. And it was brutal. Right. You we, remember that we, Osprey oh, spot? Yeah, it, was, it was before they came here for WrestleCon and all the shows. And, and I couldn't believe and, Osprey still wrestled. Right. He wrestled like schedule. six times here. Yes. Uh, after that brutal brutal seeming neck injury so uh first of all i hope it's a lot safer this time around but second time i a uh, second opinion on that is hopefully it's as good a match as i <laughs> i hope they tear the house down i'm so excited and you know i really am tempted to go we'll see we'll <laughs> see i really want to go and be there live especially so i don't have to hear jr anyway <laughs> i love jr respect him very much i'm just not a fan of the access commentary for new japan but hopefully he does a better job this time i heard that barnett's not going to be there calling it so i think it's going to be kevin kelly and jr kevin kelly will help him immensely so that might be good for those watching at home but yeah when we come back we'll talk more wrestling including taking your questions st arnold brewing company located in houston is texas oldest craft brewery 
Their goal is to brew world-class beers and deliver them to their customers as fresh as possible, making them the best beers in Texas and Louisiana. Their customers are beer lovers, people that appreciate great, full-flavored beers. So whether you're enjoying an art car IPA or a smooth-drinking lawnmower, look for St. Arnold beers throughout Louisiana and Texas. Our awesome wrestling logo is by artist Eric Hodson. You could check him out at erichodson.storeenvy.com, where he has tons of other wrestling artwork. He really is an incredible artist. His Twitter handle is at Dreaded Dinosaur, which is named after his comic series, The Dreaded Dinosaur Man, which you can find on webtoons.com. Just search for The Dreaded Dinosaur Man, and you can read it for free. Thanks, Eric. We really love your logo. Welcome back to Two-Face Wrestling Talk, and reminder that uh, you can join the conversation using the hashtag AskTwoFaced, and uh, reminder that uh, next week we'll have a, uh, the extended discussion back next week with our Pop and Wrestling Connection. Again, we're going to ask you again on Twitter, but we'll mention it now, boy bands and wrestling. What, would, what wrestlers would be your boy bands? Yep, which wrestlers would you choose to make up your five-member boy band. I'm really looking forward to this one as an NSYNC fan, so I liked Backstreet Boys a little bit too, but we'll see. We kind of teased this last week, but we're still teasing it. Hopefully you guys will have some creative answers because I can't wait to see them. <laughs> that is next week, but now it's time for Ask Two-Faced. We've got a couple of submissions that we got at All In when we were at our table at StarCast, and we thank all the fans who came and uh, said hello to us. And our first question was actually the second take on the question. The first time Vinny tried to ask us a question, he was interrupted by MJF, who was totally in character the whole time. He was very funny, but we got Vinny a second time to ask the question, and here's his question. Hi guys, uh, my name is Vinny from Montreal, uh, at Vinny Tees on Twitter. My question is, uh, I'm uh, 38 years old, been watching wrestling since the uh, late 80s, and uh, going back, let's say, from your late 90s, uh, how we had a big dip where there was too much wrestling around. Do you guys think that the way it is the way it is right now, independence, all the big guys over there, do you act, really predict that it will take an actual dip in the coming years, or is there enough different types of wrestling for everybody out there? That's my question to you. I don't really think there will be a dip in popularity, at least not anytime soon for, like, the next year. And, well, as long as the Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody don't <laughs> sign with WWE. Because I think the rise in popularity of outside WWE wrestling has a lot to do with them. I feel like different varieties of wrestling and different ways to watch are all a key factor. And while we're seeing this rise in popularity, I don't think it's going to dip because I think people like a different thing to watch than just WWE. When there was no competition, that's when a dip happened. Because, you know, it's same old, same old. Nothing new's happening. There's nothing to freshen up what's happening out there, what there is to watch. Now, this way, if you like comedy wrestling, there's plenty to choose from outside of WWE. If you like heavy sports entertainment, there is WWE. If you like wrestling, like we were talking about earlier, Ring of Honor has some great pure-based wrestling, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling, but they also have storyline as well. So I think there's something for everybody, and that's why we're seeing this rise. And I hope it doesn't dip. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Is there too many? And at some point, do you see maybe 
two or three grouped together, especially coming off the success of All In. I know you've got something you want to talk about with uh, Dave Meltzer as well in those regards. But, you know, could there be a pairing up to create a superpower to compete with WWE? That's an interesting question, and really it's kind of hard to say. It's almost like there's a mini superpower with guys, not a promotion. Like the people I already talked about. Cody, the Bucks, Kenny Omega, they're saying they're sticking together no matter where they go. It's almost like, not that they're a promotion, but they call their own shots, and they're kind of like a driving factor of what's happening. And you mentioned me talking about something Meltzer said in his uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. He was talking about how All In was definitely historic, but what it's going to mean going forward is kind of up for debate. Will it be like a blip on this, you know, wrestling historic map like is it just something that happened that we'll always remember forever and it'll be a highlight or will it be the catalyst for something new and for a lot of developments happening outside of wwe for promotions that they're all involved with to grow and grow and grow or for them to do an event that will happen annually that will be as big as wrestlemania well maybe not that big (laughs) but but big enough to be something special every year and have a wrestling convention and all that that was around it and actually, another thing that I took from the Meltzer newsletter is that HighSpots.com, which it's important to note, they're involved with WrestleMania weekend every week, every year uh, with the WrestleCon Super Show, yet their best business they've ever done was at All In Weekend. That's kind of, that's kind of telling. They did better business at All In than they did during WrestleMania weekend with the WrestleMania crowd. It's pretty crazy, pretty special. Well, speaking of All In, we got another question from StarCast. What's going on, guys? This is Nate the Effing Great, and I do have a question for you. So, between Scott Steiner and Psycho Sid, who probably botched the worst promo? Well, thanks, Nathan, for stopping by the table, and thank you for your question. And uh, is there any question who the answer is for me? No, no. (laughs) Everyone knows. I got to be honest. Saw Steiner a couple times as I went into the vendor room, and, of course, he's right in the doorway looking at the door and I just I just want I just wanted to walk in and half expect him to look at me and go you I've been wanting you <laughs> you know and then of course I would have run and he wouldn't have been able to catch me because <laughs> even though I'm not fast at all I know he's not fast <laughs> I really wish you would have interviewed Steiner oh my god how great would that have been you would have had to bite your tongue the whole time would have been amazing yeah I might have had to change pants afterwards too Whatever. <laughs> so what's your answer to Nathan's question? Um, well, let me circle back and say there was about 33 and one-third chance that you weren't <laughs> going to pick Steiner, but it didn't happen. I'm going to say that Psycho Sid's the worst at promos because he just would flub things. It was ridiculous. It's funny to go back and laugh at. But Steiner, to his credit, I think his are so ridiculous that it works for him. And we're still talking about the mm-hmm. epic math promo with you know Samoa Joe. I, to me... Way better in terms of looking back at with a fondness, and I don't know, it's awesome to laugh at. Whereas, you know, Psycho Sid, it's more just about the flub, and yeah, it's funny to look back at, but it's more embarrassing type of funny kind of thing. I would love now, I like Nathan's idea, maybe have a promo off between the two of them. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that would have been fu- funny, and maybe maybe I've, I've stumbled onto the idea of a, a new show for... StarCast. For StarCast. Next year. Or, yeah, that'll be a panel. People trying to out-promo each other. That's awesome. Okay, StarCast people, if you do it, it's my idea. Just remember. <laughs> All right, let's go to Twitter. Okay, our question comes from Darth Vapor at Metal underscore 2006. 
which wrestling promotion would Bandito be able to really show his skills off in and be a megastar? Go ahead. Well, I mean, he would be great in 205 Live if WWE actually promoted that, but nobody's really a star in 205 Live because it's buried after SmackDown, dead crowd, all the stuff we've talked about in the past. I think he could obviously be on impact with Phoenix on a, you know, and, and Pentagon and have almost a faction on there. I think that would be great, but you know, I think it's the usual suspects. Don't you? Yeah, I think it's definitely the usual suspects, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, where some of the best wrestling in the world takes place. Now, of course, we've seen him in PWG, but, uh, yeah, somewhere more prominent, maybe, and where more people can see him. Definitely Ring of Honor, at least. I'd love to see that. Yeah, we saw him in person at PWG. He was great. He really was, <laughs> God. And then at All In, he was amazing. Right. In fact, they made him shine in that match. They really, they really did. did. With such a short amount of time, loved seeing him there. Well, thank, thanks, everyone, for your questions. Uh, I know we only put out the call for questions late this week, so... Uh, Next week, we'll get back to our usual schedule. We're going to ramp it up between the uh, boy band and the questions. We expect uh, lots of interaction with you guys next week, and we thank the people who came by our table at StarCast who wanted to ask a question. Not everybody wanted to. Everybody, Most people just wanted to say hi. But Some people get shy, you know? Yeah, yeah. They don't like the camera sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is true. Well, it's time to close out the show and send them home. What do you got, Kelsey? Well, I actually caught a little bit of this show on Amazon. And if you have Amazon Prime, you could watch it for free. It's called Dojo Pro. And it's really interesting premise. It's almost like a tournament-style um, wrestling that's going to crown, like, the first Dojo Pro champion. They get, like, a black belt that's kind of neat. And they get to challenge for the Ring of Honor TV title. So I, it's all on there. I don't know who wins. I only watched the first episode. I really like it a lot. And what reminded me to talk about this is Jeff Cobb is a prominent person in this. And I think he's probably in the final set of matches because, you know, they pick out who's going to be on the show. And then it's like the lower person, they ranked all these wrestlers and it's a lower person against a person. Then they already pick who's going to be the next person. And that winner of the first match goes against that already picked out person. So Jeff Cobb was like near the end. So I don't know if he won or not, but I'd love to see what happened. Sounds like a good show. Yep. I'm going to circle back to something you said when you said WWE sometimes is going through the motions. Yeah. And my closing out the show is going to focus on a match from NXT that would be normally an inane match. If yeah. it was on the main roster, there's no doubt it would be. The Forgotten Sons were taking on the Street Profits. And I remember watching the match. This was from two weeks ago. And the pace of the match was so good for two tag teams who were just kind of trying to you know, create their space, basically. And it just made me think how good the tag team division can be, but it also how the young stars or guys that are trying to get over in NXT and you pair it with a great crowd, which we talked about earlier in the show, and a great pace can make a, a match. And it's clearly there in NXT, and we don't see it from a lot of the people that get called up to the main roster. It's just, I, maybe it's just the hunger in NXT Maybe it's a comfort, comfortability factor when you get to the main roster, or it's the fact that you don't get a chance to perform like Sanity seemingly has hardly showed up on SmackDown. 
authors of pain now finally are, mm-hmm. are starting to show up on raw but again forgotten sons street profits most people don't even know who they are but they put on a really good match two weeks ago with an incredible pace and again it's because they want to shine they want to show off and that's something that wwe is missing and we saw it for most of three hours on monday night Yep, and um, well, NXT, though, does have a lot more freedom. True. Yeah, it's a shame we got the show we got. <laughs> but, you know, it still was a unique experience. We still made the best of it. And, you know, look, we're spoiled because we're seeing a lot of good wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's still fun to go to Monday Night of Raw. Course. Still the pageantry and all that. It just, especially after All In, was... I know. It was hard. <laughs> that's why. The steak versus the OK Burger, that's the difference there. But, yeah, it was fun doing the Finn Balor. <laughs> that was always great to do. So I enjoyed that. And we enjoyed you guys taking the time to listen to us. And we thank you for that. Thanks so much. We hope to have you tune in next week as well. And thanks so much. That's the finish. <laughs>